They use the clipboards to uh, uh, think about what they're uh, hearing today and what they might share. You can use the, uh, the next step cards in your Purex uh, to do the same. If God speaks to you today in some significant way, write something down and think about who God is calling you to share that with this week. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, come among us now. In the middle of all the cares that wrap us up and send us scurrying about to take care of the needs that we see for ourselves, we pray that you would lead us to trust in your provision, your care, and your power. Power that doesn't look like what we expect it to, but power that is exactly what we need for forgiveness, for hope, and for a new life. I was captured by the uh, words of the second criminal on the cross next to Jesus, our King. How strange that we worship Christ the King, the one who doesn't come into his, his most powerful moment is not a moment of triumph over others by great uh, victory and, and putting his enemies down, but instead comes in with forgiveness for those that don't even ask for it and a willingness to be with criminals, sinners, in their death. first criminal on the cross actually speaks words that I'm more accustomed to saying to Jesus. You are who you say you are. Save yourself and us. We want what we want. We want it on our terms. We want God to work and use his power for our, ben for our benefit. We want God to use his power to make this world the way we think it should be. How often do we do we even uh, think those uh, 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 jokingly uh, use those phrases? I, I, I've often said, well, you know, if they just would have asked me, <laughs> this all could have gone a lot differently, right? But nobody asks, right? As you go through and you put up with the struggles of this world, we all think, if they just would have asked me. And we know that's not true, but it still feels that way. And in those moments where what we want is so tangible and our need is so great, when the suffering is so poignant and we look at it and say, God, this is the moment I need you. But what I need you for is for my will. Because that's the voice of the first criminal on the cross. The voice of the second criminal on the cross is very different, isn't it? He doesn't actually ask to be saved. He asks to be remembered. And that's what really struck me. Remember me. That's what he asks for. Not save me, but remember me. When you come into your kingdom. This is a community has given us this wonderful song that we'll sing during communion today. We'll sing it at least three times through as we come forward to the altar, come forward to receive the very gifts of Christ's body and blood poured out for us first on the cross and now poured out for us here 
as we remember his sacrifice and as we receive in that remembrance what he can give. Jesus, remember me as you come into your kingdom. You see, our prayer too often as sinners though we are, the prayer of the sinner is Jesus, remember me as you help me with my kingdom. It's not a prayer to you. Jesus, remember me as you come into your kingdom. To be remembered in, in uh, the Jewish faith at the time of Christ, especially, and, 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 and continuing even to today, that remembrance is so poignant. It's what keeps, keeps the dead alive. Gail is, you're remembering your mother, who we know has died, but in your, those members, she stays part of who you are. Those memories hold us together. We remember them, and in the remembering, life comes. At the Passover meal, uh, the, the, the primary meal of faith for, for, for Jesus and his disciples at this time, uh, it is a meal of remembrance. It's a meal of remembering what God did. And thereby, in the remembering, recognizing that God continues to do what God has always done, and that what God did for those long ago, God does for us today. It's in that way that this meal that we share in our communion is, is a meal of remembrance. It's not because Jesus isn't present. It's because in our remembering, in our remembering of what Jesus done, did and started and has done for others, he does for us today as we remember him. Memory is so vital and important in how we keep one another connected and alive. It's why when you go to, no doubt you've seen, when you go to a cemetery, you've seen on the Jewish uh, stones, right? On their gravestones, uh, you've seen uh, what's placed on the top of them. Little pebbles, right? Little stones or pebbles that are placed there. Um, not in any great arrangement, they're just placed on some, some next to each other, some on top of others. Those stones are there as signs, visible signs of the remembrance. You see, we use flowers most of the time, right? We bring flowers as we remember them, we bring them. Um, but flowers are, uh, are, what happens with flowers? You bring them, they, uh, and they fade they wither away. Those stones do not die. And so the memories that are laid there in the stone lasts. And it's in that purpose that they are offered. We were reminded in the words of Jeremiah that our God is a shepherd king, one who remembers us. I found that those same pebbles um, in Jesus' time, as, as they were, uh, you know, as shepherds were out in the field, they, they, they were caring mostly for others' sheep, 
right? And so they, their flock would change size from day to day. And so they would have to have an accurate count. The most important thing for the shepherd was to know that however sheep he brought out to pasture, he brought that many sheep back from the pasture. And so if that number changes from day to day, he couldn't always be counted on or trusted to remember exactly what the number was. And so what they would do is they would carry a purse over their shoulder. And it would, have, it would be filled with pebbles, little stones. And from day to day, they would, as they started the day to take them out, they would put a pebble in their pack for each sheep that was in their care. So that the stones would become their memory. And at the end of the day, they could, they could, and throughout the day, they could hold those stones and know, this is how many I am remembering. I hold them in my memory. Jesus, remember me. I am part of your fold. What is so amazing is that Christ, our King, Even when the best that we can hope for or ask for, the, the most we dare ask, like the second criminal, is Jesus, remember me. Remember I'm part of what you are. That's, that's how you'll keep me alive. And Jesus says something even beyond him. He says, not only will I remember you, you will be with me. You will be with me in paradise, in his kingdom. You will be with me. That's what Jesus says. We dare not ask because we know what we deserve. We know that in our sin, death is what we deserve. And the best we can hope for in death is to be remembered. But Christ is the King. And He reigns over life, over death, over all the universe. He does it first by being with us. How amazing that the king of the universe says, I will be with you in your suffering, in your death. And then turns and says to us, through the voice of faith that God has placed in you, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom, when this world is transformed, which is happening even today. By the grace of God. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus says, I will not only remember you. You will be with me. I will hold you in my arms, on my shoulders, in my pack. You are with me. You are not just a memory. You are part of does not stay 
just as he is with us.